0: You can find it on my website at time.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. How you doing? It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, early morning. So we're talking with Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Awesome, Matt. Well, I want to talk about the mortgage market. We have wonkiness with the 10-year note going down. We have rates going down. Last week, mortgage survey said uh, applications to purchase were up 8%, but down 23% year on year. Want to talk about self-employed investors, all that stuff. Where do you want to go? You're in the mortgage business. What's going on? Um, I think that I would love to just, you know,
1: remind people that if you're self-employed, it's not easy to get a loan, but it's possible. And I think that if if we're talking about the most recent trends, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not necessarily getting a lot harder. But if you're if you're on the the edge, right? debt-to-income wise, or if you've got wonkiness, you know, lenders aren't needing to be flexible. They've got so much darn business, yeah, right? And um, I, I, I think that that's, that's part of it. You know, it's a funny stat I heard recently, and, and I'm going to inject it here because I think it's interesting, is that they track the credit scores oh. of mortgage applications. And the credit score of mortgage applications for whenever this report was done very recently... It was down like 21 points. Oh, and you know, you might see a piece of data like that and be like, you know, is people's credit getting worse? Here's what I think, and okay. I've talked to my team about this. You know, doing a few hundred loans a year, um, we've got our own kind of data. When rates got really good in April of 2020, everybody who was super well qualified went out and said, "I'm going to get a sub 3% 30-year fixed mortgage," and they all got taken care of. Right. Yep. During this, this housing craze that we've seen where a lot of, you know, investors, owner occupied, you know, folks that are part of the K-shaped recovery that are doing well, have gone out and bought a lot of real estate because they believe in real estate. Right. And so all the well-qualified did all their real estate buying. And what I think now is that the rest of the pack is trying to buy real estate. And I mean, 21 (coughs) points lower is a huge, huge shift. If the average score was 731, and now it's 710, what I don't know what the exact numbers were. But like, that's huge. That's a lot of 640s and 650s pulling down the other 780s. And um, I see it on my team. And that's why when I know when I see a stat like that, I can look and say, okay, of the last 1000 people that I've talked to, what am I seeing?
0: Yeah. And
1: and my team is saying, you know what, we've had more turndowns recently, what is it about um, who we're attracting, right? And I don't think it's necessarily us attracting less qualified buyers. I think it's that, you know, the buyers that are kind of coming through now are the ones who haven't bought in the last year. Cause those were all the super well-qualified. They knew yeah, what they wanted. They knew they were qualified. They went out and bought, they went out and refinanced and got all their stuff into sub 3% 30 year fixed. Mm-hmm. And now the rest of the pack is saying, Hey, I want a little bit, a of piece of that, <laughs> but it's, it's the rest of the pack. That's not as
0: well-qualified. That's interesting. And I think I would agree with that. Right. And the other thing when, I think about this more long term, right? If, if if you're top into the K-shaped recovery, which we were talking about, rightly so, over a year ago, you lock into sub three percent mortgages. You're really out of the refi game for a decade at least, right? Because I think I think we both agree rates won't be sub three in a couple of years. Um, so I think I think we're it's it's going to be interesting. How many? Because again, the the mortgage history for the twenty years I've been doing this, generally speaking, has been down. So it made sense to do a cash out refi or wait and term for better cash flow. I don't know what's going to happen when we kind of hit that bottom of this year and next year, and we spend five or six years going up. I think the mortgage business,
1: yeah, could be it'll interesting. be interesting because you're right. Like we've literally spent five or six years trending down.
0: Yeah, and, eventually and so it has they're... to turn. I would think. I, I mean, I mean, I've never asked you this before. Do you think we could go negative? Do you think we can go negative at the Fed level? Right? Um. Anything's possible. I yeah, think, there you, you know? go. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the the Fed
1: continues to surprise me with with stuff that they've they've done and continue to do. So I I wouldn't put it past them as much as you know uh, everything you read and hear is like you know it's not going to go negative. We're not going to do that. Um, it it could happen, right? And yeah. and when rates were sub four percent, I thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I said rates are never going to be this low again. You you know people were seeing trends going lower and i'm gonna wait until it gets sub three percent and you probably laughed at that yeah. two years ago right like, yeah you, th- you really think you're gonna get a 30-year fix with a two in front of it and then here we are here we so, are again cool. we're going to guy. say that there's never gonna be a two percent 30-year fix because um you know anything's possible
0: yeah i think we talked about this last week but my memory might be off i think the lowest kind of 30 year fix. You saw was two and a half last March. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, and we're talking for everybody to be clear without paying any points because, you know, today you could go get a 1.875 on a 30 year fixed and it would cost you a lot of money. It would yeah, cost you, you could. six points up front, right? And you're, yeah. you're literally prepaying the interest that you're saving. And yeah. so it doesn't do you any good to prepay the first 11 years, um, which is what I've heard people talk about with points. It's kind of a good way to think about it is that you're prepaying that versus yeah. paying it on a monthly basis. But um, you know, let's inject a little lesson for everybody here. The rate is not the only thing you're looking at. I exactly. talked to somebody yesterday, And we're looking at stuff in the 275, 2.875 range. And they said, oh, so-and-so said they could do a two and a half. I go, okay, I can do a two and a quarter. How much do you want to pay? You know, you want to pay 19,000 in points up front? No, I'm going to get you the most cost-effective mortgage. That does not mean the lowest rate. The lowest rate with a big old cost attached to it is a really bad idea. And so, um, you know, different companies, their marketing thing is just... Let's put out a low rate that looks flashy and attracts people in. Trust me, there's enough suckers that, yeah. that believe in that stuff, or else they'd stop doing it. And yeah. so, um, make sure if you're getting a mortgage, whether it's a purchase or refinance, you're looking at rate and cost. Yeah, because you know you can get a really low rate at a high cost, or you can get a good rate at next to no cost. And and you got to figure out where the balance is. Generally, yeah. it's near the par interest rate where you're not paying points or maybe paying a half a point
0: yeah and again these are all things you're adding to the mortgage 101 course correct and uh how to get started one rental at a time yep
1: i think we are eight recorded as of yesterday nice. um and so we got, got four got, loaded
0: we loaded four already so it's yep
1: in. yep those next four next four by early next week and then yep. the final four by the week after that's going to be the, you know my my on-air
0: promise it's recorded now i can't go back there you go um I like it. Well, let's talk about just a couple of buyers that I see out there. The self-employed buyer, you kind of hit it up front. Still tough, right? It's possible, but tough. Lots of paperwork. Right. And I mean, I, I've, I've had
1: self-employed borrowers reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I'm working with somebody, but they're asking for all this stuff, right? Can I come work with you? And, and you guys ask for less stuff. It's not me. It's, it's, it's Fannie and Freddie and the enhanced guidelines that have said, we want your last two years of tax returns. We want a year-to-date P&L and we want business bank statements. And what they're doing with that P&L and those bank statements is looking to see that the business is as healthy as it was on last year's tax returns mm-hmm. or healthier. They want it trending up or at least trending on par with what it was last year, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're trending down, and really, I think this goes away relatively soon. Okay. Because last year it was obvious where you know some businesses were just hurting. So if you had an eighteen and nineteen tax years that were great, they wanted you to show a P and L in two thousand twenty to see how you were affected by COVID. Yeah. You know, if you survived that and you filed twenty and twenty was a good year. More often than not, I would think I'm just some guy mm-hmm. on YouTube um, that two thousand twenty one is trending well as, as you would well, think, right? Yeah, if you, if yeah, you did if okay in twenty twenty, right? And so. Okay. um, you know, some of that stuff will start getting lifted. I think. I, th- yeah. I think the second half of 2021, oh, they're gonna go. they're gonna say okay. But I think that some of the stuff in the self employed space is kind of forever changed. It's it's not up to me. I wish it yeah. was, but they're just more strict on self employed borrowers. It's the way it's always been. Yeah. It'll probably continue to be that way. And so, you know, more documents are gonna be needed, and you're gonna have to prove that you've got a healthy business um, more than just. Um, you, you have in the past with, with tax returns. Now they want p l they want uh, yeah. business bank statements and whatnot.
0: Very cool. Well, let's talk about investors, right? We talked, I think you brought it to us like six or eight weeks ago where FHFA lowered the amount, a percentage of investment loans in second homes. Remember that? I think it went from like 11 to 7% or something. What have you been seeing in investor deals come through harder, tighter credit, getting easier? What's going on there? You know what? As much as there was all that hurrah
1: mm-hmm. about that, I think what happened was there was an immediate like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And so some, some lenders that wrote a lot of investment stuff just pulled back, okay. made it more expensive, made it a little bit tighter. And I think that through competition and through some lenders going, well, I don't want to jack up my rates too much. I'm going to lose all the business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, there's been a little bit of leveling out. Because okay. at first, as a broker, I'm in a great seat where I can look at eight different lenders and say- Yep, they're still priced competitively. No, they're not. They're out, you know, they're good for these type of lenders and three to four units or whatever it is, right? And so I had one and two lenders that were head and shoulders above the rest, pricing wise. Now I'm seeing the rest of them hmm. come back and and it's it's fairly even because on any given week, any given lender, depending on yeah deal flow and whatnot, they'll throttle up and back. And and it's it's amazing to see because people don't understand if a lender is trying to get aggressive and bring in more loans, they just throttle their pricing and they offer great pricing. They're going to get more loans. You know, there's tens of thousands of brokers just ready to send their loans to where they can get the best deal for the consumer. And the same thing goes for when lenders get super busy and they're overwhelmed. They don't want to take 11 days to underwrite a file. So they'll yeah. make their, their their rates worse and, and go back. And, you know, there's interesting stuff going on in the mortgage space. I think that it's a lot of stuff that's good for the consumer, a Very lot cool. of competition, a lot of price wars. And so nobody's trying to make it extra complicated or extra expensive because- That's bad for business.
0: Yeah. The other thing I think you said there when we're talking about self-employed, I think is true for all buyers, owner rocks, investors, self-employed. I think as the economy reopens, we get back to growing again, right? I think we'll, you know, as Q2 reports will technically be out of a recession where Q2 is above last year. Um, I just think it gets, I think everything normalizes, you know, I think, I think the, the extras or the tightness that was added because of the health crisis, it just all goes away. And we just start moving. Is that fair?
1: I agree. I agree for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some normalizing in the real estate market, some normalizing in lending guidelines. And we've already seen most, you know, overlays stripped away. Yeah. The few that remain will probably, you know, be gone by Q4 of, of this year. I would, I would imagine.
0: Very cool folks. Again, if you're watching this and you're in California and looking to purchase or do a refinance, you need to reach out to Matt, the mortgage guy, how do you want them to do that?
1: Just shoot me an email, Matt at guy.com. We are happy to help. Even if it's just, um, I've got a loan estimate from this company. Um, does this seem right? I, I can't tell you the hmm. hundreds I've seen, um, whether it's in California or not. Now you go, so yeah, that looks that looks yeah. right. Um, because you you don't see that many loan estimates. You don't understand what to look for. The good news is, is that inside of your course, Mike, as soon hmm. as that one gets updated, it's how to read a loan estimate. Yes. That is in there. And, and it's it's that's as detailed awesome. as I could get without being too long-winded mm-hmm. on, here's what you should be looking for. Um, uh, one of 12 videos that's gonna just help you understand uh, the the mortgage process. Yeah, you're, I,
0: I, I love the fact that you offered to create the mortgage 101 section in my course, which is a bonus section. And you've talked about it several times. You expect to save people thousands of dollars if they get one or multiple loans. I think that's a, a great goal. Because again, reading the statement and understanding What's fixed versus variable is important, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that it's 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 going to provide people confidence. Mm-hmm.
1: If you walked into you know an investment bank and you had an inheritance of two hundred fifty thousand dollars to invest, you'd be intimidated, you'd be scared, you wouldn't yeah. know what to do it's the same thing with mortgage, where if you don't understand it at at least, uh, you know, uh, elementary level, it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be intimidating. I want to give you the knowledge to know what to ask your mortgage broker, know what to look for when you see a loan estimate. And so that is going to provide you a little bit of peace of mind knowing, okay, yeah, I know how to read a loan estimate. I did. I'm getting a good deal. I feel good about it. Like that is worth its weight in gold, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. All right. You too, Mike. Thanks.